Welcome to the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lewis. Who is the spiritual leader of your family? Is it you, your pastor, your spouse, the media? Do you know? I did. And sadly, no one was taking responsibility to lead our family. Well, friends, someone needs to take that job, and that man is you. You may not feel qualified, and some days I don't. With the help of God and a community of dads helping each other on their journey, you can be the leader your family deserves. We welcome you to the Journey of the Christian Dad podcast. All right. Welcome back, guys. Glad to have you back. Uh, We just closed out a little while ago. Uh, You guys have heard me talk about the group, The Ascent. So got some really great feedback that I'll be looking forward to sharing with you guys coming up. But living lives of abundance is such a big deal. And uh, that, that was what we focused on in the group, The Ascent, with the, the guys that were in it. Uh, looking forward to running another focused group coming up here again soon. And that's just focus on in each different area of your life and, and where you want to get to and just being specific on uh, what your action steps are and, and helping guys get there. So Coming up, you guys will be hearing more about The Ascent. Let's put that aside and let's jump right into our guest. So this week, we have got a guy who focuses on abundance. He's always looking for ways to not only grow himself, but also help guys around him. He's got a really, really cool podcast and I love his speaking voice too. So let's jump in. So we've got Chris Granger with The Lion Within Us. Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, Dan, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Man, you got a cool podcast and a bunch of great things going. Before we start, how do you close your podcast out? So give us give us your, your final closeout. Cause I yeah, do. well, I mean, it's called The Lion Within Us. So I'm, I, my charge to the guys at, at the end of every episode is, all right, guys, now it's time to unleash the lion within. How do you say it, though? Say it specifically, yeah. just like you do. Yeah, it's time to unleash the lion within. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It gets it. you get going, right? It makes you makes you pumped up. Absolutely, it does. And we and we need those things in our life that get us fired up. So, you know, we don't always need them, but you know, I like I like to find that stuff daily, something that that keeps me going. So amen, brother. Oh my goodness. So you like to focus on health, wealth, and self. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of three pillars. So let her rip. Let's just get this one going and let's start talking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, the line within us, you know, God laid that on my heart earlier this year. So this, we just started in January and I had like these seven things lined out, right? Like, and, and I was sitting down with a buddy of mine, Andrew, and he was like, bro, he's like, these are really three, like health, wealth, and self. So I was like, well, break it down to me. He's like, well, you, your health, you know, it's mind and body and, and wealth is finances and careers and self is husbands and dad. I'm like, brilliant. Let's just call it that. So that's what we did. So we started, you know, with our podcast, like trying to really focus on one of those buckets, health, wealth, self bucket, and then just take it from there on those topics. And I wrote a Bible study that, that correlates with it. So it talks about, you know, husbands and dads and careers and finances and mind and, and body. So it's, it's really, I find as guys, we have all these things we're trying to accomplish. You know, we're trying to, trying to, to be, to your point, have to have abundance in life. Any one of these wheels get out of place, it, it's, it's not going to go the direction we need it to. So we have to really focus on all these areas to live the, the life that, that God's called us to, 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 be at, to be at the leaders, to be the Christian men that, that we desperately need out here in the world today. So do you think that most guys, some guys are, are going for abundance in, in their life, or, or do you think they're trying to get by, generally speaking? 
I think a lot of guys I talk to are just trying to make it right. So what I'm trying to help them understand is like, look, you don't have to just survive. This is not a just survive thing. Like you need to be pursuing victory and we have victory that, that God's given to us. We know that we're on the victorious side, but you got to fight and you're not going to get it just by sitting back and just by doing the stuff that you've always done. You know, you have to, 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 to try new things and be, get, used to being uncomfortable because i mean just like when you lift weights you know you don't go to the gym and lift the same weights week after week after week and expect to get stronger i mean that's ridiculous i mean you have to push yourself and you're gonna have to push yourself in, in spirituality too to be that christian leader that you need to be yeah absolutely so i think we have to start with survival mm -hmm. we got to start there mm -hmm. however i i think like your gym analogy that you just used sometimes people get stuck there Right. I'm doing right. 25 pound dumbbell curls and I was doing 25 pound dumbbell curls 10 years ago. That's right. That's right. You know, they, they, there is a 30 and then there's a 35 and then there's a 40 guys. You got, you know, you can progress, but you take those little steps 1% every day, just a little bit better every day. And if it's the 25, well, I'm doing them 15 times instead of 10 or, right. you know, whatever. But if we don't look back and reflect, mm -hmm. we can stay in the same spot. Uh, which really isn't staying in the same spot. It's going backwards. That's right. That's right. And I mean, for, and from the health standpoint, that's why one of the, the main pillars is health because guys think of that we, we automatically think of the body, you know, and, and it's easy for guys to make that correlation. Okay. Yeah. I know I need to take care of my body, but then we yes. don't do it. You know, we don't do it. We don't, we don't, we don't eat the right stuff and we don't, and we don't, you know, work out the way we should. We definitely don't rest as the way we should. So, I mean, there's so many things with our body. And if you're going to be in a spiritual battle and we got, we are, we're in a spiritual battle. You need to be tuning your body to be able to fight that battle. Yeah. And so that's what the, the, the body part of the, of the health bucket, if you will, is all about. And then you have the mind, you know, the mind's the second part. And, but so many guys think they can just push through this on their own. So what, we're, what we try to help people get to realize what the line within us, with the mind is look, guys, you got to be careful on what you consume, like the stuff you're looking at. Oh yeah. It makes a big difference in your testimony and your walk, you know, the types of people that you're allowing to speak into your life, you know, all those types of influences, the, the five, the, I always say the five people you hang around with the most, cause that's who you're going to be. That's naturally who you're going to be, you know, kind of drifting towards. So, I mean, all these influences are your mind, but then what are you ruminating on? What are you thinking about? You know, do you ever pick your, your God's word up outside of Sunday? So there's so many different things that we try to point guys to and think about from the mind and the body. And, and it's, it's all spiritually, but guys just, they forget it. They just forget it. So let's, let's stick on the body for just a second. Okay. I got. 50% of the guys listening, making up a statistic because 83% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> right. Right. Something right. Like that. <laughs> Pretty sure it's highly accurate. What I just said. Right. So the body side, those 50% of guys that are totally made up on the spot just said, Oh dude, he just said I should work out and exercise. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if I want to keep listening. Like this is too hard. Already too hard. This podcast right. is going challenging me i don't like this at all right how do they move from that to whatever the next step is have you got any tips there start small all right guys so i'm on personal story i don't know if you guys are watching this on youtube or if you're just listening but 10 let's see 11 years ago i was 330 pounds no way 
three thirty, bro. <laughs> All right. So, I'm looking at a guy just so you guys know that looks like he's maybe 176 foot tall, you know, peak of health. Well, it's it's I'm closer to the 200. I am six one. But look, 330. So from 330 to let's say 200, maybe 190 on a good day. How do you get there? You start it one step at a time and you make incremental changes. Right. So for me, it started with, OK, I'm, I bought an exercise bike. I couldn't run, couldn't do anything like that. So low impact started exercise bike. And by the way, I still do that every day. I get on exercise bike. I just find it therapeutic. It's when I read, but it starts small because if you guys just try to make these overwhelming changes overnight, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to burn out. You're going to get pissed off at your results and you're going to give up. So stop. Let's just, let's start small. And then you probably want to find somebody to help you and be, and hold you accountable because guys, we work out better together. You know, we are meant God he designed us to not to be isolated. So that, that means, you know what we always, if we're, we're going to, I find we're going to do better. We're going to push ourselves better and have better results when we have a brother out there that's helping us, or, or maybe it's your wife, maybe she's into it. I don't know, but you know, you just take those small steps and quit comparing to yourself to who someone else is compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Like if you just make that one little mindset, like, you know, I, I know this dude, he's over here, he's crushing it. <laughs> Good for him. But are you better than you were yesterday? And then just little steps, one day at a time. I'm also big on making logs, like really writing that stuff down, just tracking, tracking progress. Guys, we like to see how we go and you will get there. But I mean, you, I'm not going to sit here and say like for me now, I love working out. Like it's what I do. I just <laughs> in the morning, it's, it's the way you get your day going. I think so many guys, if you just will start, and start building into your process, you'll find that, you know, that's a great opportunity for you to connect, to be quiet, to have, to have time with God. And at the same time, tune your body. Cause you know what? The, the main reason Dan, why I point to people to this, we don't know what God's going to call us to. And that may require physical, you know, exertion. What if God called you to run a mile today? Could you do it? I mean, I know some of you guys probably just hit stop on this podcast right then. I'm sorry. Maybe, but you guys that are still listening, you know, <laughs> if he called you to run a mile, could you still do it? Could you, could you do it today without like passing out? Like, bro, seriously. And so we need to be able, you never know what God's going to call you to. And that act is, if we're going to serve him, we have to be ready physically to do it. So real simple. You, you said start small, mm-hmm. which I agree a hundred percent start small. So here's, a ridiculous version of start small. I'll, I'll go super quick on this one. Okay. So 330 pound, Chris, we're talking. You're like, dude, I've been trying to start working out. And blah, blah. I realize like 330 pounds ridiculous, but man, I just can't run every day. I just can't go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Chris. Hey, you got a treadmill at your house? Yeah, 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 sure do. Cool. Can you do one thing today? Just go over to that treadmill and look at it, observe, see where it is. Just confirm that it's where you think it is. Mm-hmm. Could you do that? Right. Cool. Hey, did you do that yesterday? I did. Hey, today, can you go over to there? And my guess is there's probably some clothes or something on that treadmill. Clean it off. <laughs> could you clean it off today? Yeah, I could do that. Hey, did you clean it off yesterday? I did. Sweet. Hey, today, could you go over there and hit the power button? And see if the thing spins. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Cool. Now today, could you go over there, turn or don't turn it on, but just go stand on it and check to make for sure that 
it'll hold you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Hey, did you do that? I did. All right. Now today, actually turn it on and move your feet a little bit. Make sure that belt's going good. Could you do that? Hey, wow. For seven days, we've already determined that we can touch that treadmill, see that treadmill. So we've developed mm-hmm. some consistency around. Mm-hmm. We're already building a habit. You think you could go, you know, walk quarter of a mile today? What do you think you could do? I could do half. <laughs> I could do a whole mile. There you go. Well, a week ago, you couldn't. A week ago, you said, I'm going to shut this podcast off and I'm not going to talk about going a mile. Mm-hmm. Well, we just changed our mindset by doing those small little incremental steps that were super ridiculous. We could have all done them in one day. Right. However, you know, when you, when you build upon past success, mm-hmm. no matter how small it gets you set up for the next thing. It does. So the body thing is so important is 20 year olds, 25 year olds, 30 year olds. We know we're good. We're okay, mm-hmm. man. I'm, I'm right there. I'm, I'm my state champion high school self mm-hmm. until you try to run that mile until you try to do that next thing and realize, Oh, <laughs> this right. thing ain't quite working. Like it used to work. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I find it's important for energy levels for just understand where you're at. Cause if your body's not right, mentally, you're not going to be right either. Your confidence level is going to be lower. You're not going to react the way you would in certain situations aside from the part where we're designed to protect our family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's just one aspect of protecting our family. But physically, if we're in shape, we're going right. to be in a little bit different we're going to have more options. We're going to have more choices available to us. I'm not saying that we got to jump right to that, but at the same time, you know, you're certainly more prepared, more ready, more, you know, you can react in a different way, uh, more at your disposal. So absolutely. So I do think that one is a, a big key. So I love that you got the body on there as well. Even bigger than the body, though, is the mind. Mm-hmm. It is such a bigger deal there. And it's funny, we actually did a mind thing before we even started working out on the treadmill, simple mm-hmm. little mind tricks of that's right. having these little successes. So I didn't intend to talk about the mind, but that's what we did. <laughs> that's right. In order to get the body moving, we have to get the mind in a mindset where it'll allow us to do that. So, you know, in the mind, it, that's why we pull it out, Dan. And, and for me, you know, I try to help guys. And what I see a trap to get so many guys get caught in is what they consume. Because we're in this consumer, this consumer mindset right now that's all around us. And it's because these dull little things we carry around. I just pulled out, you know, these, these little smartphones yeah. that we carry around. It's, you know, they run our lives. And if we're not careful, you know, you, even if you're consuming good stuff, you know, it can pull you away from where you need to be. You know, I go out, my wife, we go out, we go out on date night and it blows me away. We can be sitting there having a conversation and we'll just look around. And how many couples are there? And they're actually out there out to, you know, just husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. And they're sitting there the entire time looking at their phone. And it's like, have we forgot as a society how to connect with each other and how to talk, how to have meaningful conversation? You know, one of the things I try to help people think about is like, look, develop a, a, a pull mindset versus a push. Cause we have all these push notifications coming at us, you know, our phones, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, bing, 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 text messages, emails. And I'm just like, no, stop. Let's pull instead. So cut all those notifications off 
And then when we want, when we make the choice, we go pull that data out and then, then we can engage with it. But we, we, we haven't put in ourselves where we're trying to talk to our wife and the phone's beep, beep, beep. Even if it's buzzing, that little buzz, it takes your distraction away for just a little, least little bit. And you're not fully in that. <laughs> Wait, what did Chris just say? Did he said, turn off all notifications? I think I might die. Yeah, see, I've lost all your all the, the guys who I thought may come to the line within us. They're totally not now, bro. They're just like, this dude wants me to run and wants me to turn off my notifications. Like, no way. So it's funny you say that. Uh, my phone doesn't make a noise. Right. I've cut all my notifications off. I, and I started that recently and I've developed that pull versus push mindset. And and I told my wife, I said, this is the best thing ever. Why didn't I do this years ago? You know? Yeah. 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 You can look at your phone and you can see a notification, but yeah, my phone does not make a noise. That's right. And then, I mean, you have to be careful on how much you consume and what you consume. I mean, if you're married, you know, Ooh. you should be able to hand your wife your phone right now. There should be nothing like literally my wife has, you know, the iPhone has a little thing where you hit the fingerprint, her fingerprints on here. Because why? Because she should be able to get in my phone and there shouldn't be anything. And as a Christian man, if you're listening to this, if there's some reason, if this is convicting you, just this conversation around your phone and your wife picking you up at any time, something you're holding something and, and, and sin's got a hold of you. You need to repent. You need to turn away from whatever that is, whatever that website you shouldn't be looking at or whatever that text message, whatever that is, stop it. Because these things, they are gateways and Satan loves to use these doggone smartphones. And I find myself oh. a lot of times just coaching these guys just through how to protect yourself and put the right boundaries up to make sure our smartphones are a safe place. 100%. And there's, there's an area of protection. I think that's an even bigger deal than our physical protecting our families is mm -hmm. digitally protecting our families. That's right. I mean, you, you, you don't hand your, your 10 year old, son or daughter an, an, an iphone that's wide open are you, are you crazy and i mean i see it happen all the time and there's and, a school it, district where i live that gave the kids the uh what are those things called not tablets but the the little computers that they give out at schools these days instead mm -hmm. of textbooks 100 mm -hmm. open yeah Unreal. There was no filter on it whatsoever so the kids could do anything they wanted on the internet at first grade right. second right. grade third grade Right. And you think these predators ain't after your kids or oh, Satan wants your kids, boys. I mean, and so as men, we have to step in. If, if those provisions ain't there, we have to put those provisions in to protect them. No TVs in bedrooms. You know, the kids who have, you know, TVs in bedrooms, no computers in bedrooms. I mean, I'm sorry, guys, you, you, you think it sounds old school. Yes. For a reason. It works. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I mean, we'll go Old Testament if we need to, but we need to make sure that we are putting the, that you we are the taking control. Said when they were called out on it. What's that? We didn't know. Yeah. Right. That's, and that's you gave Satan. out 800 of these things. Right. And you didn't know? Mm -hmm. Your Satan technology knew. person who's in charge of all this stuff. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't number one on the checklist. Right. It's unreal. It, well, it, was. All the time. it was on the checklist. We just, we just missed it. Right. 800 times. That's right. And I mean, you've heard the stuff where these books are getting into these, these public schools, these libraries and, you know, just, just open stuff about, you know, homosexuality. I, I was and, you know, crazy. For, I was sick for a month mm. when I, I, when I saw that there was a one book and I'm like, this can't be true what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So I looked and it was a cartoon book. Yep. 
Pictures. And I went, I'm never going to get this image out of my head. Mm-hmm. I don't look at anything like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And here I am looking at a dang cartoon image showing kids how to be in a situation where they're groomed by an adult. Right. And then it shows them literally doing, doing things with this adult. Now, right. Like, are right. you kidding me? This is in the elementary school in a hardback book. And then the school district said, hey, we that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. We pulled the hardback book. It's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So I can still check it out digitally, though. Unreal. Wonderful. Well, but we got the hardback one. Like, oh, really? It was easier for you to physically pull these hardback books. And for some reason, it's more challenging to deliver. Uh, anyway, like, yeah, anger, man. Yeah, righteous anger righteous anger that's right that's a place where we can be angry and we can go after it and go get it and talk to people and get things going buddy of mine actually his wife he's kind of a public figure here here in the area his wife led the charge in st louis mm-hmm. and uh read one of these books out loud mm-hmm. and the people in charge says whoa i can't believe you're using these words and reading these books out loud like how dare you how dare you yeah. How dare you say that cuss word in this public forum? Really? Mm-hmm. But this is the stuff that you're providing to elementary school kids. That's right. Oh, that's right. And that's why we got to be, from my, my standpoint, we got to be lions. We got to stand up and you know, take that line of Judah and get out and, and stand up for what's right and fight for our family. So, I mean, the mind part, Dan, is so important. We have to be careful. We have to have that, that, helmet of salvation on at all time. We have to be ready and protect that mind because Satan is coming after it. Hey, let's, I, I love, I love putting on the armor of God and thinking through that. Mm-hmm. So when you said helmet of salvation, uh, roll, roll through that. And you're and the way you say it, Harvard, as you say it, I have no idea, but well, bro, I always tell people the armor of God, when I get to heaven, I want that armor of God to look like I have been through a battle. I'm talking about, you know, like I want Jesus look at me like, yeah, you were fighting, you know, because to me, guys are going to get there and it's going to look pristine and shiny and clean. I don't want mine to be shiny. I want mine to look like it has been through a battle because I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my wife. I'm fighting for, you know, people around me, the, for, for the lion community. So, you know, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, right? The, the, the shield of faith and the, the sword of the spirit. You got to have all that stuff, you know? And remember, we do have something to fight with, guys. And you, the, the, But the only thing we have for offense is... This, the, the, the word, the word. So if we have the word, then we can fight and we're going, we're, we can beat him. Like we can beat Satan. It's told we can beat him. Every, you know, Satan, if I heard this all day, like you can walk up, Satan's at your car. You can fight him. What are you, what's the one thing the Bible tells you to flee from sexual immorality. So if it's sexual, like run from that, like flee that stuff, but Satan fight and we can fight him, but you can only fight it. If you know the word. That's great. I, I tell my kids that all the time, like we know the scoreboard at the end, Mm -hmm. we know the result it's already written. It's already foretold. We know it's true. Mm -hmm. So all this stuff that's happening in the meantime, that can be a distraction that can pull us away from, just realize at the end, we know where we'll be. We just have to stay true. And I love to use the word. It really is. It really is the offense. It really is the weapon. It is. I mean, even last night, it was crazy. My nine-year-old, actually 10-year-old, she just turned 10. She wouldn't eat like pizza. 
like literally pizza. Like we, we it was pizza night and she didn't <laughs> want pizza. I'm like, sister, it ain't happening. Like you're having pizza. So she fought it, fought it, fought it. She came down, didn't eat dinner, came downstairs and we, we had Bible time and we studied and we were studying the Bible. We, we were reading in acts. And then I prayed and I actually prayed against the spirits of that was attacking our family. I could feel it happening. I could feel it. And I, I bound them up. I cast them out and we, we prayed together. And five minutes later, Dan, she waked up. She's like, I want some pizza. I mean, immediate. It was a spiritual attack. I mean, it's hmm. Satan. It's Satan is fighting. What was and the we, prayer? Give me the prayer. The prayer was brother. You know, I, I basically said, Lord, I bind up the spirit of bitterness, anger, and wrath that are fighting this house right now. I bind those spirits up. I cast them to the gates of hell where they belong. And I open up this house, this family to the Holy spirit. Let the Holy spirit guide us. Let the Holy spirit show us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let the fruit of the spirit be the only spirits that we're allowing this house right now at this moment. And I pray, I prayed it through the blood of, that Jesus paid on, on the cross for us for atonement of our sins and his name. Amen. And five minutes later, she was eating three pieces of pizza, baby. It was beautiful. <laughs> now those are fighting words there. I, they were fighting words, but you know what? My wife, she was like, you were fired up. I'm like, well, I could feel it. She's like, I told her, I said, could you feel it? She said, oh yeah. She said something was off. She said, but whatever it was, you got out. The house just felt lighter. I mean, the air felt like it just, you could feel it, but I mean, too many dudes would just go along just what, you know, or just give in to your kid. You got to fight against Satan and you have to fight. And I mean, it's, it, it could be as simple as your kid, you know, not want to eat pizza or it could be big stuff too. Right. But either way, it's the same. You're using the same stuff to fight with. So who was in the room when you did that? All, all my kids. I had three kids and my wife and me. Nice. Yeah, nice. We're all there together at the, at the dinner table. So your 10 year old heard this. Oh, I was praying over the 10 year old. She was the one I was praying over. My, so my 11 year old was there. My 10 year old and my eight month old, they were all right here together. It's all girls. It's, I'm the only guy, but they're hearing a man of God who loves God praying and, and rebuking Satan. And I mean, even this morning, going to carpool, I had to rebuke him again because they were bickering at each other again this morning. So I talked to us about, you know, the power our words have and how we can start a day. And what are we going to give power to the fruit or and I took him to the, the, you know, a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. I said, now, what fruit are you guys going to produce today? Two minutes, like literally a minute later, my 11 year old said, turned around in the seat. She's like, I'm sorry. I started that argument and they were able to apologize right there and you could feel it lift right then. So it's mm. like, bro, it's everywhere, but you have to be ready and you can't be afraid as a guy to pull out prayer and use that to fight your battle. Mm. That is so, so good. I was talking with a, a guy yesterday. He leads a big Christian organization and we were talking about w what advice we would give kind of a newer married guy. Mm -hmm. And this guy's he had, two things one he said earlier in the conversation but at the end he, he said that he would incorporate the bible in an open way around his family all the time he's like the consistency mm -hmm. of prayer the consistency of reading the bible just the consistency and being open about it and that's a great right. example of it is you boldly professing your faith and boldly rebuking satan and all his spirits and dominions and all that stuff mm -hmm. get out of here right Come on in, Holy Spirit, take over. Mm -hmm. um, like that, that's a great example of that. But that 
that was what he said his number one piece of advice to a new newly married guy was earlier he said man all those times i threatened to get rid of the xbox and run it over i wish i would have yeah that electronics he's like mm-hmm. that wasted time tvs phones yep. you know, video games as opposed to you know what what me and you did when we were kids mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know right after it built our skills and, the, and that type of thing so um yeah that 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 so so good like absolutely open in the open in the bible you know i botched it up a while back one of my daughters says we actually have a bible in the house mm, right i was like what mm. well, i've been doing you version on my phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that doesn't look like a bible right right you know she'd seen they just see you on your phone there yeah yeah yeah. What are you doing, Dad? Hey, I'm I'm reading the Bible. I'm doing my devotionals. You know. Okay, cool. You right. do that every day, Dad. Yeah, yeah, I do that every day. And then that comment came up, and I said, "Oh yeah, sweetie, we got Bibles all over the house." Right. I realize you can't read yet. However. Yeah. You know, showed her where they were. Started keeping one open. You know, visible. Um, I could do that a little bit more these days, but. Well, just think about the visual though for a kid, like they it, for them to see their dad on his phone every kid sees that but it's for them to see their dad with a copy of god's word open maybe it's 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 pen or pencil written all in it because they see that i mean like my main bible it goes everywhere with me Mm because i'm constantly writing in it and thinking about it and it's the bible my wife gave me when we got married and i think she wrote it in her letter to me was I want this. Uh, my prayer is this Bible is looks just worn and torn and, and ragged, you know, at, you know, throughout our marriage. And, and I mean, we're, we're getting there with it, but I mean, I think that visual of them seeing a, a child to see their dad reading God's word is so powerful. So here we are again, we've got the, uh, mile run. We got to turn the notifications off. We're going to get down to zero viewers here in a side, zero listeners here in a second. So you just said, read the Bible. Like, no, I'm not willing to do it. I'm absolutely not going to do that. Like you've taken me too far. Yep. So how, how do we bridge the gap for this guy? I know we got to start small, but have you got an idea or uh, yep. where, where do you have guys start when they say, I, I ain't doing it. I realize I should, but I'm just not. Right. I start simple and I start with the gospels. Just yeah. go to the gospels. I, I personally like to take guys to John first. Uh, you know, a lot of guys start at Matthew because that's the first gospel. That's fine too. I just like John. I think it's easier to read. There's just so many good stories. There's just ways just to, that, that I think speak to men specifically and they could just see the rawness, the realness of Jesus. So I just go straight to the gospels. I mean, don't get caught caught up in trying to go start from from the beginning because when you get to lamentations you're going to be done you're going you're never going to come back to it like just like go straight to the gospel and and start there and then another tip i do for all my dudes that we talk with is there's 31 proverbs yeah so whatever day of the month it is like today's what the 29th of this month i read proverbs 29 and that's what i do and then tomorrow i'll read the 30th and then the next day i think this is a short month well the next day will be the first actually i'll flip back and re- proverbs one so that's just a really easy way proverbs are quick between that and the gospels there's just it's easy ways to get going oh my gosh proverbs is so good mm-hmm. every day every day just- so yeah it depends i i like uh, i like the gospels i like proverbs um, mm-hmm. I usually point guys to Proverbs first, mm-hmm. uh, not really for any particular reason other than 
read the verse and you go, huh, mm-hmm. that, you know, I want to say it's like a fortune cookie, but yeah, it's a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. The wisdom's right there. You're like, oh, that fits today. That's right. That's right. It's weird. Let me try it again tomorrow. That's right. Hey, wow. That fits today too. Cool. Let's jump over to John. That's hey, right. Wow, this Jesus guy is a real dude. Yeah. He's you know, a manly that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many people have the image of Jesus is just this ultimate nice guy. Right. Right. I'm like, no, I tell him all the time. Like, look guys, Jesus, ain't, he is not your boyfriend and he is not going to kiss you on your nose and, and, and pat you on your back. And, and, you know, you know, just, just, you know, cupcakes and butterflies and rainbows and all that stuff. No, this is, Jesus was fully lamb. I get it, but he was also fully lying. And that's what I try to let guys remember. He was fully lying. This dude cleared out a temple by himself with a whip and he didn't come with the whip. He went and made the whip and came back and cleared the temple out. <laughs> and I was talking to a guy the other day where he was like, well, we're, we're talking about worship music. And I was like, bro, what we need to do is start. What, what music would have been playing in the temple when Jesus was clearing that temple out? It, you know, it wasn't the old rugged cross on an organ. It, it was some bass drums and some guitar. I mean, it was probably some, some pretty heavy metal that would have been playing. Like that's the type of, of Lord that we worship a risen savior. He was fully lying. Yeah, one of the previous guys I interviewed on the podcast, he talked about creating whenever Jesus did something, whenever God does something, he brings order from mm. disorder. Mm. So the money changer example complete Uh disorder that wasn't the way that it was designed that wasn't the way it was supposed to be run those guys were totally dishonoring the temple right and jesus saw that and with the righteous anger right he brought order from the disorder that's right so he used that as an example so that one is so powerful i think people get a little twisted about it if they don't understand the full concept of what was happening and sometimes we can pick up the bible and not not exactly understand what's happening because we're not right 2000 years ago we're not 10,000 right. years ago we're that's right understand it from today's concept when we need to you know get a little bit more around us from from back in the day that's right that's right all right so let's move on to uh finance and career what's some things finance and career on the wealth side of things yeah i mean when i when i talk wealth with guys so many times man dan I, i'm really just trying to help guys understand first of all the right view and the right view of wealth is we are stewards. We are not owners. Yes. And if you get that stewardship mindset, right. If you get that, you know, tunneled in, it's going to set you on a path that's going to be just liberating. And, you know, it, and then of course I work with guys. I really talk to them about debt and how we need to avoid debt and what the Bible mm-hmm. says about debt and how we attack debt. And that goes completely countercultural. So for the three listeners that are left, that are left, they probably just bounced out right then. But I mean, this is what, (laughs) this is important. You know, you have to battle debt and you have to, I mean, debt is a sin. I mean, the Bible says, you know, you know, you have to, 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 to to flee it. Like it, it run from it like a gazelle. I mean, you have to get out from behind that. And, and that's why God, and I mean, Jesus, they speak so much about wealth in the Bible. It's the, it's the, the number one topic because it matters. And we need to be good stewards and we need to understand what proper investments and what that looks like. And then making sure that we, that we're, that we're covering, um, you know, ourselves from, from an asset that we're not putting too much, any debt on us really, that's going to hold us back from being able to fulfill what we're called to do here on the kingdom and build the kingdom up. So I really focus on that and then try to help guys just think through their careers and, 
you know, what that looks like and uh, go from there. Yeah. I think what about debt, the borrower is a slave, slave to the lender. That's it. Wait, that's I don't it. want to be a slave. That's right. That's right. Nobody wants <laughs> to be a slave. That's right. Yeah. And I like so, telling my money where to go as opposed to a right. budget. That's right. That's right. And I mean, with so many of us, just like, you know, so many guys just think, well, just tell me what the payment is. You know, I just want to know what uh, the payment is. And you know what, guys? Wrong. Wrong. You know, it, there's something about going to your driveway when your cars are paid for. And, and, and it's just a feeling. Now, I have question paid for you. cars. Any, yeah. any idea how long it takes before somebody pays a car off before they trade it in and get a different one? I'm not sure on that one. I can tell you for me. We, we, when we decided to make that flip, I, I had, I had the nicest truck, the nicest SUV. Oh, we had all the nice toys. We made the flip and we haven't, we've had our cars now that we for probably about two years and haven't made a car payment since I love it. And I think it really, it's a mindset thing though. You got to get your, your, your mind right. That you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses because the doggone Joneses are broke. I try to remind guys that a lot that a lot too but just look you know you can have a nice vehicle you and look if you can afford it if you can pay cash for it sure have that brand new truck but you know there's that's you have to be at the right place in life to be able to do that and you and, and so much now of we just i deserve this i deserve it yeah i deserve it right and, and it's guys just like they don't even think about what they're doing to their future self because of the debt that's holding them down yeah, that's like the number one thing. The number one mistake is uh, people trading in these cars all the time. So mm -hmm. seven days, you pay off your car. Seven days later, you're going to get a car payment. That's crazy. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, you just you just achieved the big thing that you've been trying to achieve for five, six, seven years, however long car loans are these days, and you did it. And then you go right back to get a car payment. But when you get the mind right, Dan, like I coached a dude and him and his wife, we, and we were going, we were looking at their budget and they had two vehicles. And he even told me, he's like, Chris, I don't want to talk about my truck. My truck is not for, to be discussed. So leave, just leave it alone. I'm like, got it. So I just ran through the numbers with them. Now, and I was like, this is her car. This is your truck. Like, I'm not telling you guys what to do. But here's what I would do. And, and I walked through the plan of, of, of how they could get out because they had a lot of actual um, liquid in the vehicles because of, they didn't owe too much, but they still had some debt. They, and then so they got rid of her car within a week and eliminated her payment, got rid of her car, took that liquid, bought it, were able to get her in a car that they, that they just they own outright. And he texted me two weeks ago. He's like, just sold a truck got and we bought a, a, a older suburban i have i now have the titles to the, both of our vehicles in our driveway you know and he's like thank you for helping me you know, it was a mindset thing yeah but but now he's not a he's not a slave anymore the the, yeah. the the chains are gone and now what he's gonna be able to do for the kingdom because you know that 900 whatever he's paying a month in these payments you know you start looking at it you can make a big impact so i've got a rental house and what I've observed is new applications are coming in. Mm -hmm. People owe more on their car mm -hmm. than I, uh, than my car is worth. Oh yeah. So I own the rental house. <laughs> they want to rent. 
mm-hmm. but their car balance that they owe is higher. I don't know how much they've paid down on them and all that, but it's higher than what my car is worth that I drive every day. It's crazy. So it's a mindset thing. I'd rather be on the ownership side. That's right. And I've shown my daughters this stuff. I'm like, here's, here's how this money works. Right. You know, we, we have the buckets, save, spend smart, donate. Right. right. You know, uh, every time money comes into our life, it has to go into one of these three buckets. That's right. And we tell it where to go and how to do it. And they're, they come over to the rental house and they're helping do small things, paint and clean and different things until we get a new tenant. And they're like, now, wait a second. We just wait for a check to show up. Yep. Right. Or direct deposit or whatever it is mm-hmm. these days. She's like, so that's it. Like you take care of the house, collect the rent. Right. I guess yeah. like, that doesn't feel like work. <laughs> I'm like, isn't it, isn't it great to do things in a way that creates leverage? Right. And she's right. like, when can I get my first rental house? <laughs> Like, I beautiful. love it. Nine-year-old at That's the time. It. I think she may have been six or seven. The first time she asked to buy some property. <laughs> That's beautiful. Great job. But yeah, they're already thinking of ways to tell their money what to do. That's right. Um, you know, donations, all those different factors. Anyway, money, money's such a simple concept to get, yeah. but we make it so dang overly complex. And then we right. should see the shiny stuff and, you know, it's so easy to get a hold of credit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Buy anything we want. That's right. When I was a kid, we were in college and we were walking by this table and get some free credit cards with $500 limit. My buddy says, dude, this is enough. We can go to Florida tonight. Right. Tonight. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And I'll be darned if we weren't out that night or the next night. And uh, it was whatever time it was. And he says, why don't we do it? Why don't we just go? (laughs) We'll run this thing up. I'm That's like, right. Oh my goodness. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he maxed his out and I, I didn't put nothing on mine. There you go. Smart man. Smart man. Yes. Yes. So over on the dad and marriage side of things, guys yeah. can get focused so much on that wealth side or that finance side or that career or that lack of wealth side. And I'm just trying to survive and not get fired. Mm-hmm. And what's your, what's your goal for your career? Uh, put my hours in, get as many as I can and not get fired. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to avoid getting fired. Right. Sounds like a huge goal. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's probably a different one we can focus on next, whatever that might be developing our skills so that we're able to get the next thing we're going for or whatever. But mm-hmm. so as instead of focusing on that so much, like guys can do shifting over to dad and marriage side, have you got any mm-hmm. tips there, thoughts there, or pitfalls that guys you talk to run into biggest thing i see talking with guys is get the family structure right and what i what i mean by that you know god first your wife second then the kids don't don't get it mixed up your kids need to know that you love your wife more than them and they, they just need to know that they need to know that she is above them and if you get the family structure right, what you're doing, particularly for me, I'm, I'm raising the girls. I think you said you're raising girls too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a, being a Christian man, showing my daughters how I honor my wife and, and, and the, the family structure, I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them what to expect for the, the knuckleheads that, yes, they are knuckleheads that are going to try to date them one day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm making 
in their mind a connection to what a, a man should be by my actions to my wife. Mm-hmm. So I directly, and guys, you can do that right now. Now, if you have sons, what are you doing? You're teaching your son how he needs to be treating women, period. How you treat your wife, how you speak to her. You know, the, do you speak of how you speak about her when she's not around? And these are all different types of things I talk with guys about because these kids, they're watching and they're watching what you do. And I mean, you may sit here and try to lay out all these rules, but if you don't obey them, I mean, it, it, they're more caught than taught, right? So you, they're going to be catching the things that you do versus the things that you say. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be intentional about that. So the family structure is really where I try to start with, with guys and focus on that and make sure that we're really clear on what the Bible says and then how do we apply that to everyday life? How'd, how'd your conversation go with your family or uh, maybe a guy that you've worked with? How'd those go? These are funny conversations. They are because your kids, so for me with my kids, it was a, it was like a what moment? Like, really? Like, what do you mean? And, and but then I had to tell him, I just took him to the Bible and I was showing him, like, you know, this is the way God's designed a family to be. And look, the husband's the head of the house and, and, and your wife submits, but your husband's supposed to love the wife. Like Christ loved the church. Or what did Christ do for the church girls? Well, well he died. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, that's, he was, he, he sacrificed himself for. So, you know, once they started and we make the connections there, that was a whole, whole lot easier conversation, but now they know, I mean, now they know, but they also know because we talk about it and we make sure we're clear. And, and, you know, if they brought up like me and my wife, we'll go out of town. We'll, we'll take some time. We'll do it like a weekend where it's just she and I, and my girls be like, why can't we go? Well, because we're focusing on our marriage and our marriage is between she and I, not you guys. Now you are, you are a part of the family, but the marriage, one day you're going to leave, you're going to grow, you're going to leave this house and it's just going to be she and I, and I don't want to be the, the, the great divorce people who wants the kids leave and they're empty nesters. They, they look at the person and be like, who are you? Like, I, I don't know you. And actually, I don't even know if I like you. Like, I want to be pouring into my marriage every, every day and every year. So that when that happens, the, we'll have the blessing of a solid marriage that we'll be able to just do life together and, and, you know, right that right off to the sunset to whenever Jesus calls us home. Right. But it doesn't happen by mistake. You have to intentionally take time and work on your marriage. So that's, you know, but having that conversation with, with my girls, I think it's setting them up to at least have a right expectation of what a Christian marriage should be. So what about that next step? Um, or maybe not next step, but we've got the kids, we've mm-hmm. got our wife, Mm-hmm. And how how do people, parents, husbands, or wives fall into putting the kids first? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Oh, I, I think it happens just because that's the world that Satan won't. He that's he's winning. You know, we have kids that play softball. Like our girls play softball, volleyball, basketball. You know, there's church. There's all these different events from school that just pull at our calendar. So it could be good stuff, right? I mean, it could mm-hmm. really be good stuff. And this is where you have to be careful because you have to make a des- the decision as the head of the house. And guys, if you're listening and you're a Christian man, you are the head. You need to make the decision. You need to lead, get out and be a leader uh, and be careful that your calendar, you know, it could be full of good intentions, but pulling you guys so far apart. And that's all Satan wants. He wants you guys to drift apart. He wants your, your, your family to be dependent on the, the worldly things. 
you know, these people who do these travel leagues and things like that, I get it. All that stuff sounds cool, but if it pulls you away from your faith and your church and what you're supposed to do to serve, you don't need to do it. And I mean, some many guys get mad at me when I say that, but I'm just the bottom line is look, you are making a choice by how you spend your time. You want to see what's important. Look at your, your calendar and your checkbook. That's going to tell you what the priority are in your life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And one of the guys I know, he's somewhat legendary where I live. They were doing the travel, you know, game to mm -hmm. game to game to game. And they'd done that for a number of weekends and they got a big family. And as they're driving, the husband says to the wife, he says, honey, this game to game to game thing. I don't know. Are you happy? Are you, do you like this? She says, no, I can't stand it. It's wearing me out. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine, you know, like, it, but what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like, this is what we, everybody does. This mm -hmm. is how life is. Yep. He says, what if we pulled the plug? Yep. What if we took the kids out of all the sports teams? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But what would we do? And out of nowhere, he goes, I don't know. Maybe we could join like a climbing gym and go climbing as a family. There you go. And I'll be darned if that wasn't exactly the next step. They pulled the plug on all the teams. They joined a climbing gym. The whole family goes. All of them enjoy it from the 16-year-old triplets down to the six-year-old daughter. And all of them can do it. All of them have fun. They found some other people in life that their families do the same thing. Right. And next thing you know, he's got me going down there to the climbing gym. And we we hang out and climb. And it's fun. It's a great, wholesome environment. And yeah. We do a challenging activity. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is super, super cool. Uh, my kids are still involved in sports as well. However, in right. his family, he's like, this wasn't getting us to where we need to go. Right. This, this was a problem. It, you know, one, they had a big family. So there was a whole lot of sports happening, like way right. too much. So yeah, they, they peeled it back, simplified their life. And, you know, there's so many families I know that go, man, I wish I could do what they did. Good for them, though, man. I mean, and the families that are saying they wish they could, you can. can, yeah. You know, you can. You just have to make that decision, and you have to lean into it, and you have to be get used to being a little weird. I mean, if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to be out here, you know, you're, you're not going to be flowing with the, with the way the world goes. You're going to be going against it many times, but you're doing it for the right reasons. So hats off to that guy. all the time. I'm like, live different. Yeah. Live different. I tell them embrace the weird. That's what I tell my yeah, kids. Like, yeah. Just, just embrace the weird. I'm cool with being the weird guy. Like, it's cool. Like, yeah. Well, daddy's going to talk about Jesus. Yeah, that's right. But I'm cool with that. Cause you know what? If it, <laughs> if it saves one person, that's what it's worth it. Right. So one thing that I find incredibly important is the weekly rhythm of the family. Mm -hmm. So we got in theory church set up on Sunday. Some people do it on Saturday. Right. And some people maybe, maybe not. I think it's important to keep that on the calendar and keep that fixed. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, when we've got that as the hub mm -hmm. and you mentioned things like reading the Bible throughout the week, praying throughout the week, but right. having those things as a part of our life, you know, right. if you're not doing certain things daily, just grab one small thing, add mm -hmm. it to what you do, take something out, but reflecting at the end of the week mm -hmm. and how'd the week go? Yeah. Is this the kind of week that I wanted to, wanted to have. Yeah. Is it moving towards my longer term vision, my family's longer term vision? Mm -hmm. If it is great, 
if mm-hmm. it wasn't, well, what was it that was off? And how can I tweak that? How can I change that? How can I replace that time waster with something right. productive? Right. Or, hey, that time waster was in there and that was just perfect. Was right. Good. Right. That's <laughs> right. Good. Like whatever that was. And, it, and a time waster could be something like, you know, just sitting on the couch with your kid. Yeah, that's right. Just hanging out. Could be playing video games with your kid, you know, 20 hours a week might be too much, but right. two hours a week might be just right. But yeah, that's for us to, to judge and evaluate. And I think oftentimes people don't take a pause, a productive pause. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just a weekly routine. I do reflect daily, but it's just a little quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. they went good. They went bad. Mm-hmm. You know, the little thing was off. But at the right. end of the week, hey, how, how'd the week sum up? How'd it look? Right. Did I do the things that I said I was going to do? Right. Right. Or did I let the week run me and, you know, get totally off track? And if you don't weekly take that productive pause. Oh yeah. And you go a year, two years, five years, 10 years. Now we're back to that weight analogy of lifting the 25 pound weight. Like, dang it, man. That's right. I'm doing it 10 times. I'm lifting the 25 pounds and I've been the same for 10 years and, you know, falling behind. That's right. So that's, that's great advice, Dan. I mean, and the only other thing I would say there, you, if you, if church, you know, Saturday or Sunday, whatever you have too many guys think it's the church's job to teach their kids, you know, about God. And, and that's where they're supposed to get a hundred percent. Like the church is supposed to do it. No, the church is not. I mean, church is supposed to be your assistant to help guide you, but it's your job. If you, if you want uh, God to be a priority and, and, and Christ to be prevalent, it can't happen just on Sunday. Right. I mean, bro, this is a daily thing. And like the next thing I tell dudes is like, look, the guy that your kids see on Sunday, is it the same dude or like Monday through Saturday? Or is it a different guy? Because if there's a different one, something's wrong. Like you need to spend some time figuring out because they need, that needs to be a seven day a week, seven day a week. And church is that supplement that you take, right? It's maybe that the creatine you take to, to bulk up. But you have to still put in the work. You have to put in the nutrients outside of church, and then it'll be the blessing. So I was talking to a guy. His dad was the CEO of a super famous company that everybody's heard of. Okay. He's now a business coach, international best-selling books, just super amazing guy, super fun. And I said, hey, if you could achieve anything you want in life, no limits, what would it be? And he said, he had a little exercise, and he said, you know, in sixth grade at 2 p.m. on the third Thursday of the uh, of March in a given year, all the classrooms would ask this one question and come up with an answer. And I forget what the question was. It may have been something like, you know, what's your purpose in life and write your answer down or whatever. But it was, it was a cool question. It was a good right. thing. And he's like, if I could achieve that, like without limits, like that would be my ultimate thing in life. And I said, okay, cool, man. Like that does sound amazing. That would really make a difference in the world, but what's bigger than that? And he backed up for a second and he thought, man, I don't know. Like, what is bigger than that? Mm-hmm. And we we're able to kind of continue the conversation. We stopped on that topic, but I was like, by the way, aside from like all your coaching and all the stuff that you do, how's your faith life? Like, where are you at there? Mm-hmm. And then he really just shrunk in and his shoulders shrunk and the confidence disappeared. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, here's how my life was. We went to church on Wednesdays and we were taught the power of love and God. He wasn't exactly Christian, but he had Christian principles in the religion that he was in mm-hmm. growing up. 
-hmm. divorced family. Mom mm -hmm. was one way. Dad was a very different way. And he lived with dad. Mm. It was, and then we go to church on Sunday and at church on Sunday, it was love and peace and happiness and joy and all this stuff. He goes, and the only times that I ever saw that was Sunday at church and Wednesday at Bible study or mm. whatever they studied It was outside of that. I was getting just beaten by my dad relentlessly. Mm. And before my mom and dad divorced, I saw him beating the crud out of her. And as a little guy, I wanted to defend her. Yeah. But I couldn't. Right. He was too big. And so I saw this hate and rage and anger. Mm -hmm. And I was confused. How's our higher power all about, you know, love and joy and happiness and all this stuff. Right. And my earthly father beating the snot out of me all the time and teaching me rage and anger and everything else. He's like, so I don't know. I'm twisted. Yeah. I'm conflicted. Yeah. I know the religion that I was taught growing up, but I haven't seen that in life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I see what you have. I see what you have. Yeah. And I have questions, but I'm afraid to really jump into those. I'll solve the, all the world's dilemmas. I'm willing to mm -hmm. jump in and answer all those questions and help people achieve the biggest things. But my faith life is the one where I've got the biggest, most questions in life. And I'm afraid to even right. open the can and start studying and learning. I'm like, holy cow. One of the most accomplished guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And he's twisted from his childhood and hasn't been able to even have the courage to, to lean in. And, and that's right. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, guys, no matter where you are on that spectrum, guys, mm -hmm. here's a guy with extreme confidence, faith, triathlon, Ironman, all the stuff. But when you peel back all the layers and get down to the thing that's really, really important, mm -hmm. empty, right? Empty, empty, empty. And right. No hope. Right. Yeah. No hope. So. Right. That's right. And I mean, our hope can only be found in him. And so, I mean, guys, you have to, you have to lean in on that and understand that it's not you. It's, it's all comes from the Lord. So, I mean, that's you know, great points there, Dan. Yeah. So I share that from both sides, the dad side and the kid's side. Yeah. So your kids are looking at you like you just talked about. Right. Are you, are you the guy on Monday through Saturday that appears on Sunday? That's right. That's right. And so you want your kids to have a great image of their earthly father, which should be an image of God, the father. And then as fathers ourselves, you know, what mm -hmm. was our, what was our childhood like? And what's our relationship with God, the father, like, are we all twisted up like him and afraid to take the next step? Right. Or have we got people around us? Have we, you know, developed these habits and it doesn't matter where you're at in the spectrum. There's the next step. Just take it. There it is. That's right. It's a journey. That's why it's called a journey. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. So yeah, you got me fired up there. That's a topic that, uh, that I just, uh, so important. Like that Absolutely. one's, that one's the thing. So if Absolutely. I could have got an answer from that guy, it would have been get to heaven and help as many people get there as possible. Right. That's right. And hopefully someday as we keep revisiting that conversation, I'll, I'll get him over on our team. There you go. That, that is the prayer. Our religion is, is one of hope and we already know how the, how, how it ends. So Anyway, so with that said, have you got any uh, tips for the guys? And then we always finish our, our podcast up with a challenge for the guys also. So they something simple, something that they can do between the podcasts and execute. 
Um, so, so a tip and a challenge. A tip. Well, a tip would be, all right, guys, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So you need to remember that because too many guys think that they're not far enough along. They don't know enough of the Bible they, that they, you know, that I might get asked a question that I don't own an answer to. You know what? Your family, they need you right where you are. You're right where you are for a reason. So if he's calling you and you've been called to lead your family, if you're listening to this, you're a Christian dad, you're a Christian man. Maybe you're not a dad. Maybe you're just a, 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 a husband right now. You want to be a dad one day, lead your wife, but he has called you to do this and you don't have to be qualified. You just are called. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And like what you said, you know, make God the important one. And when the two of you are going that direction, and if it's only one of you for now, right. Keep, keep leading that way. She'll follow. She'll That's fall right. in line. She just will. That's right. Pray daily, pray daily, and it'll happen for you. So, all right. Absolutely. What's the challenge? What's your challenge? Throw us a challenge, a challenge out there. My challenge is just be digging to the word. If it's nothing more than reading one proverb a day, get into the word every day. Cause yep. if you're not if, if too many guys, guys, I mean, that's, that's our fuel. That's what's going to get us there. You wouldn't think about going a week with just eating once on, you wouldn't just eat on Sunday. Right. <laughs> and not, yeah. not get another meal to next Sunday. Like just give your start small, a proverb, something simple, but open the doggone book, get into it, get into God's word. And I tell you what, if you do, you will be surprised at what God's going to reveal to you because you're having a heart. You you're, you're showing an eagerness and then the spirit will pour out, but don't worry. You don't have to be a theologian or, or, or have gone to a, a seminary right where you are. If you're an electrician, if you're just a dude, just out there working on lumber, you have the, the, the qualities that God needs right now. Just get into his word. He's going to show you some amazing things. Fantastic. So tell us where to find your stuff. It's pretty simple. The line within dot us. Uh, maybe some people say dot us, but I like to say dot us. So uh, the, the line within dot us is where uh, is our website. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're out there. The line within us. Uh, so we, we drop three times a week. Uh, we're, we're we try to be very consistent. We're out there. We got some amazing guests. I mean, you were on the show, so it just it's we have some some really great conversations. But Bible study, all that stuff can be found on the the line within dot us. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I will close us out and I'll do my best impression of Chris Granger to close us out. So thank you for listening to this episode of the journey of a Christian dad podcast. I love it. <laughs> oh, let's all, let's all lead this week and let's all be lions. Let's, let's charge hard. Let's pray to God and let the Holy spirit work in our lives. Appreciate That's right. you guys. God bless you guys. And amen for this week. And I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the journey of a Christian dad podcast. Thank you guys for being a light, shine that light out and let others see it with you guys. Part of this community, it helps me be accountable to you guys. It helps me be accountable to myself, be accountable to God and Jesus. I hope you appreciated this episode and picked up some great things. Hope you like the challenge and hope you can execute on that challenge this week. I ask of you, please subscribe, share the show with others. Join us inside of the Journey of a Christian Dad on Facebook, inside our private community. Share that community with others. Have your buddies join. Have other dads that are looking to grow in their faith. 
grow as spiritual leaders of their family. As we engage in our journey and be intentional with it, we can help others grow theirs as well. We thank you again for listening. We thank you for all your reviews. Look forward to reading a review of yours on a future show. So, dear God, thanks for blessing all of us and thanks for drawing us closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Have fun, guys.